0: 124 podcast episode 163 i'm benjamin yoder here today talking about video games and then also also while we're at it let's also talk about some other project i got myself involved in uh i think i said last week this this week was going to be like my big old relaxation week i was going to put a lot of time into shining resonance refrain and just chill. Uh, that, that did not happen. <laughs> um, uh, I immediately got myself involved into a, uh, a Love & Berry project, actually. So, um, if you don't know, I, I, I think I mentioned it last week, but I, I went ahead and got the Love & Berry OVA on DVD and then archived that on archive.org. Um, for, for the Love & Berry group who's doing like archival work for Love & Berry, like scanning cards and things like that and, and then putting those on a, on a wiki um but they they're also trying to do a fan translation for the OVA and right now i think there's only a chinese fan translation um but they 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 started working on it and um i decided to kind of volunteer to be an editor on it whether i'm good or not is another thing but, <laughs> but you know i i'm trying so it's been kind of an interesting project it's not quite like anything else i've done before i mean i think i think most of the complaints i or not really complaints but most of the challenges i really have is just, you know, things you usually hear with, like, you know, voice acting, you know, trying to fit information within a space that that doesn't... Isn't necessarily conducive to, like, how you deliver information in English. But because, you know, somebody on screen is saying it at that time, you just got to kind of, you know, shove all the information into that subtitle when possible. So it, it's been an interesting project. And then um I'm also... Um it's me and one other person right now and and the other person uh English is their second language so so I'm also getting to spend a lot of time like explaining why 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 certain sentences should be some some way and if you don't know I'm very much like somebody who writes by my gut so it's a, it's it's challenging because I have to like explain why I've made a change because <laughs> I haven't really worked with them before so I think it's important or at least I after we started editing it I I found That I at least personally found it important to try to explain, um, you know, what what is um, you know, why I I made the editing marks I did because sometimes I I I suggest an edit and then and then get rejected, and because I assume because I didn't really provide a reason why I I offered the change, there wasn't really a reason why it was changed back either. So so I tried to basically go on my way to like add comments to every every edit I do to kind of explain why it should be this way or why we should rework. The original way, at least, even if it, if it, they don't take my suggestion on it, but how it it needs to be reworked to make it sound a bit better. So that's been a weird project, but um, and it's taken it's taken up a lot of time, uh, and we're only uh, we're not even really a third of the way through of it yet, to be honest. We're still kind of editing back and forth, so I I don't really mind offering my time. Obviously, it makes it a little harder for me working on other projects, but but my biggest concern is that I'll I'll like. <laughs> There'll be too much back and forth and I'll end up burning them out and then they'll just be like, we're just going to go with our original translation. I'll be like, oh no, <laughs> wait. So so hopefully that turns out all right. I'm, I'm hoping that they'll be uh, willing to, to work with me, um, especially since I'm kind of inexperienced in doing something like this. But I, I think it'll make for a better... A better uh, translation overall, and something that that will be quite a bit more readable. Hopefully, we'll see. That's my weird anime uh, thing. Usually, I save the anime for the end, or at least I say that I will, and then most of the time end up talking about it at the beginning somehow. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about this more anime later. Video games, though, I did actually play some video games despite me working on the Love and Berry thing. Uh, so I went ahead and finished up. Uh, Um, which is that PCFX game. I think I talked about it last week. It's like a weird, I don't know. I think maybe the best way to sum it up is like, it's kind of like a Metroidvania game in some way. It's like a platforming action game that you do a lot of exploration in and you get different items and characters that unlock new paths while you kind of go through this world. Um, It's a pretty cool game. I talked about it a little bit on the PCFX podcast that went up last week uh, because I said that was a game I really wanted to try, but in order to get footage for that game, I had to burn it and start playing it. So I got like over halfway through the game, and I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna finish this. So I went down and or went and sat down and, and, and played through it, and and had a good time with it. There's some challenges in terms of um, knowing where what items kind of allow, allow you to go to what area. Sometimes it's not very clear, um, but but I think generally overall is a pretty playable game and something you can get through uh, without too much trouble. And and there's a long play online, so you can kind of you know watch you know how how the person did the long play, got through the game. So if there are those some weirder um, you know solutions, and you get stuck. You can just kind of go look at that video and be like, okay, what did they do here? So I have a quick play that's going to go up for that this week. I've already recorded the quick play. I feel pretty all right about it. I can only show the beginning of the game, but it's such a short game that it develops pretty quickly. So I was able to show off at least a good chunk of, uh, of content for that game. So, so I finished that up. I don't own that game, unfortunately, because it's so expensive. I just burned it, unfortunately. So, so yeah. Yeah. Um, I went ahead and uh, started Lost Planet Two with the group of people I played God Eater with or Halo Three last week. So Lost Planet Two is uh, it's pretty alright. I it's a very Japanese shooter is maybe the best way I can describe it. It doesn't play like a normal shooter. There's like you know you can use the triggers to kind of like rotate yourself in ninety degree angles pretty quickly. And uh, the game to fights uh, the game defaults with like a, a pretty heavy auto aim on. So you just kind of like point and shoot and and you can like kind of focus on momentum, which is something that I think probably would have been weirder back then i feel like a lot of games from japan do that now or at least a lot of the ones i've played like sort of online fatal bullet and peach beach splash i'm talking about like anime games here so maybe i shouldn't assume <laughs> I, I i can't think of any like uh japanese shooters off the top of my head that have come out in in recent years but anyways so it is kind of interesting that it, that it kind of defaults you to that that auto aim on but ended up turning it off just to play it more like a, a normal shooter Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty fun. Um, the the weird thing is, is that you, you don't really like pick up items while you're out and about. Well, you, you can, can like pick up, you can pick up weapons off the ground when you're out and about, but you like preset certain types of weapons that you'll find. So it's like, here's your short range gun. Here's your long range gun. So you'll never find a different type of long range gun on the field. You'll only ever find the type of long range gun that you set on the field. It's kind of a weird thing. So it's like you almost build a loadout, but even though you, you have a loadout, you have to still find the items for your loadout in the environment, which is, which is kind of an interesting approach. Um, we're playing it on hard and I'm very, uh, (laughs) especially in multiplayer gaming, I'm very, um, careless when I play those kind of games. So, I definitely have gotten a lot of grief for just kind of running in and just starting to shoot things without too much care in the world, but (laughs) but that's kind of my style. But uh, yeah, so we're we're doing it on hard. Hard hasn't been too hard at the moment, and I think if I really even just took like an ounce of more carefulness while playing it, I probably would do significantly better than right now, where I just kind of like turn off and just like, I'm just going to go forward and shoot, okay? Thanks, guys. (laughs) So... So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm enjoying that. I'm not sure how far we are in the game. I think we're like in the third chapter or something like that. Um, it's it, it's it's enjoyable. I, I I'm not loving it, but but I but I am finding it fun enough so far. Um, I think I'll be curious to see what that game is like in the long run in terms of what does it look like getting higher level equipment in that game? And what does the end game look like? Is it just running through the story mode again on a harder difficulty and, and what benefits do you get for doing that kind of thing? Um, the group I'm with seems interested in, in spending more time with that game rather than just, you know, kind of blowing through the story mode and, and, and leaving it at that. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. And then also this weekend, I put some more time into shining Resonance. I I think probably another like four, four or five hours, uh, nothing really new to say there, just kinda kinda you know making my way through it. I think the only thing I can really say is that I um <laughs> I kinda underestimated that game in terms of length. I for some reason I had thought that the game was only like 20 to 25 hours. Uh when I looked it up again, it looks like it's probably closer to 30 to 35 hours and then closer to 40 hours if you're doing all the side conversations and content. Which unfortunately I'm doing all the side conversations and content right now, or at least that's the trajectory I'm on. Because it's very accessible. That's always the thing with me with side content. If it's a very accessible piece of side content, I typically will just continue to do it. Versus something where I have to go like, you know, fulfill a, a pretty significant set of criteria. Like, if you if you play Xenoblade Chronicles, there's like this, this base called like Colony... I think it's Colony, Colony 6, I think. I think Colony 9 is your home base in that game. But Colony 6 is like this one that you get to go and rebuild. And the game's like, you can rebuild this if you want. Or you could just move on and not ever look at this again. And then, like, you look at what you need to do to rebuild Call of Duty 6. And it's just like, this is a lot of effort. I'm just going to ignore this thing entirely. <laughs> it's just, like, we're going to ask you for a bunch of items. You want you to go do kill a bunch of stuff to get those items. And I'm just like, ooh, I don't want anything to do with this. So, so something I can easily just walk up to an NPC and just get the story for. And then just go on, like, a date with them or something is uh is definitely more more preferable to me when it comes to side content, and you you'll pretty much lock me in to finishing side content if that's kind of how you present it because then I'm like, oh, I can't lose the story <laughs> so even though most of it's junk, but you know I, to be honest, that game is very much about the character interactions and and you know mingling with those characters going on dates with them and stuff. I think if you were to just like mainline that game, you probably would be missing out on. The majority of what I think that game is trying to do with its story and characters, which is kind of weird to say, <laughs> like like the main story is very much just like a normal JRPG story. There's not a lot going on there, and you know I'm not going to say that the characters are particularly unique either. But but there's a lot of attention and detail given to those characters. I talked about it a couple weeks ago, where basically like every time you're in town, it's like an hour and a half to get out of town and like finish talking to everyone. And then you go to like a dungeon for 30 minutes and you go back and you spend another hour and a half in town. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's because there's so much detail to, well, maybe not so much detail, but there's so many of those like, those like personal conversations you have one-on-one with all the other characters. And then I'm playing in refrain mode. So I have the two extra characters as well that are, that are kind of taking up my time too. So, but yeah, just, just continue my way through that. I'm not sure what the plan is going to be for that. If it was 20 hours, I think I could be like, okay, I can give it like two more solid days and just kind of push through it. But if it's gonna be forty hours, that's gonna be quite a quite a significant commitment. So I would like to continue pushing on it, though. I would like to continue to make progress in that game um, because it is something that's new versus like Xenoblade Chronicles X. Where I still have to do like I still have to repeat like another forty hours of content in Xenoblade Chronicles X before I finally catch up to where I was. So so yeah, that's that's pretty much it for um, playing games. Although there's kind of like a weird weird little thing here where it's like this kind of news and kind of game all in one um i don't know when this came out i feel like this might have come out like a year or not a year (laughs) a week or a week and a half ago was the devolver land expo uh game that came out and it's basically like a e3 show floor first person shooter but like not like not like actual guns at the convention center but like um you get like a t-shirt gun and in the convention center's like uh, deserted because of coronavirus stuff. Uh, they don't specifically say specifically. They don't specifically say coronavirus, but it's very much, very, very much what they're implying here. And uh, you kind of go around and you are like dodging security robots and going to all the booths and checking out all the different games and then finding collectibles so you can find the different unannounced games and stuff like that. It's it's, it's it's an interesting little thing. It has way more production value than it should for what is essentially a marketing piece as you go around and watch trailers in this world. Uh, There's some basic puzzle solving in the game. Um, and then also, I guess you could call it combat, like shooting the shooting the the robots to kind of stun them. You can't defeat any of the robots; you can only really stun them. And at the end, there's like a boss fight kind of thing. So it was it was pretty fun, like way more effort than a game or a, a a marketing piece of material definitely needs. It reminds me a little bit of, I think it was Battlefield that had like a a like Call of Duty knockoff kind of game that came out like. Five to ten years ago, maybe it was Bullet Storm. I think it might have been Bullet Storm. The one where, like, whenever you got shot, there'd be a guy in the background going "Bloody screen" or something like that. <laughs> um, uh, that yeah, that must have been like ten years ago at this point. So it was a fun little thing, though. I think that was probably the 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 way Devolver Digital did that was was very in line with what they how they handle a three, and I think it was a very smart way to kind of um, make something you know you know interesting uh, uh, around you know what is what is pretty much a, a completely canceled event at this point um i actually found the first part of it to be more interesting than the second part because the first part about part of the game is definitely more of just being in like the E3 show floor or E3 uh, LA convention center and, you know, I've never been there, but I've, I've spent many years watching E3. So there's a lot of like spaces in there that you, you look at it and you're like, oh, I recognize this because I've seen it on camera before. So seeing all those rooms kind of like attached to each other in a way, I assume in a realistic way, I don't know. But seeing all those things kind of come together, is it was kind of a fun thing. The second half is a lot more um, flamboyant. The, a lot of the booths are just kind of so over the top. They're not realistically portrayed at all. They're more of like actual video game environments kind of thing. I could see someone like trying to create something in this vein. Like you remember that year that like Breath of the Wild had uh, like a, a forest in their booth for... Or Zelda, Nintendo had like a forest in their booth for Breath of the Wild... Uh, it, it does remind me a little bit of that, but you know, because it's a video game, they can, they can kind of do whatever they want with it. So, so it was pretty cool. And, 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 you know, I'm I'm not going to say that, you know, it made me that <laughs> interested in actually what they were showing off so much. I mean, it did make me look at Series Sam 4, something I haven't really looked at. And I thought Series Sam 4 looked pretty good. I, I don't think I'll play it still. Uh, but that looks like a good version of serious Sam. It looks like the environments are a bit more complex, which is kind of neat. I usually see like completely flat grounds when it comes to serious Sir- serious Sam or like some weird environments. Like there's this one where like the, the, the floor was like wrapped around and the gravity would shift when you went up and down it is, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm painting what a, a beautiful picture of one of the serious Sam games. And you guys know exactly what I'm talking about, because I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, and then uh, Shadow Warrior 3, I thought looked pretty good, actually, too. They they have a lot of movement options in that game. I didn't look at Shadow Warrior 2 at all, so I don't know. I don't know if Shadow Warrior 2 is an old game or if it's a new game. I know Shadow Warrior 1 was a remake of the original Shadow Warrior, so yeah, I don't know when Shadow Warrior 2 came out. I don't know anything about Shadow Warrior, sword game. And that Easter egg everybody freaked out about. It's like a, like a naked anime lady in a in a area or something. I don't know. Or or a like a knockoff anime lady or something. Speaking of anime ladies, Katagawa Jet Girls. Coming out August 25th. It is ready for pre-order, so I will be pre-ordering that. I have not done that yet. Um, I, I think it's actually cheaper than Peach Beach Splash. I seem to recall Peach Beach Splash being a I don't know what to call it, a premium price title. It's one of those games where the physical copy was basically the collector's edition and that was the only one you could get. Uh, so it was like 70 bucks for PHP Splash, I believe. So this one's only $60 and it seems like it has basically the same, same style of content as that PHP Splash one did in, in the US. So so I'll be picking that up and, and uh, yeah, I, I think that game looks pretty neat. I, I've been looking forward to trying to check it out for, for a while now. So I'm really happy that it's coming out. And I definitely want to try to check it out as soon as I can. So, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be ordering that. I'll be checking that out. I did meet, I did miss the uh, the XSeed uh, Peach Beach Splash Night. That happened this weekend. I was like, oh, no, I missed it. So what a shame. I could have played some Peach Peach Splash. Oh, well, I was probably busy doing something else anyways. Um, there's also that Super Bomberman R online announcement. I think this actually came from a greater like Google Stadia press conference thing that I did not actually watch. Uh, I had opened it at some point but I didn't actually start it so I might need to go back and look for that but this was kind of interesting it's a it's a battle royale game essentially where you have 64 players and you're on like a series it, it kind of reminds me of like you know how Tetris 99 has like all those different boards that are floating around your board so you have your board that you're playing on then like these other boards in the background that are floating around and you can kind of use those boards in the background to kind of evaluate the situations on these other boards uh, that are happening outside of yours that's a, that was a mouthful of ways to put that. Um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of that where you have like this, the core like small play field that you normally be playing Bobberman on, on like the, the center of your screen. And then in the background, you have all these like zoomed out play fields of other players doing stuff on those screen. I don't know if that will be as helpful as seeing that information and as, as in like Tetris 99, because Tetris 99, no, you're trying to identify who's, you know weakest on which board, but I don't think Bomberman has any like real visual signs of like somebody doing poorly or something like that. So I feel like, I feel like if they do provide any information, in those background tiles, it won't be super helpful. Uh, but yeah, I was like, that's a, that's a pretty cool thing that they're, they're doing that. That's about all I have to say about that. I feel like I would like to play Bomberman R at some point, the, the switch one. I haven't really gotten around to it. I'm kind of surprised they haven't uh, said anything about that PC port of, uh, Bomber girl Girl. Or if that PC port was was not really a real thing. Siliconera posted an article about it years ago, and um, I, I haven't found any other resource saying that it's coming to PC outside of that Siliconera article. That kind of makes me want to go look to see if I can find any source for that. <laughs> like I know that Siliconera article is there because I've looked at it many many times, being like, well, where, what, did, when was this announced? But but I don't know if there was. I wonder if that was like a misreport of, of information or something like that. But. I played a little bit of Bomberman Girl while I was in Japan, and I and I kind of enjoyed it. It's like a Bomberman game, um, I guess, mixed with like a MOBA because you're kind of moving forward on these on this board and like bombing little towers and stuff. I don't know much about MOBAs, so don't listen to me too much. Like don't don't, don't take me too seriously on me saying it's like a MOBA, but but it kind of reminds me of that where you like have I don't know if lanes is the right word, but you're you're walking through paths to get up to the other enemy's side and. And you're like blowing up their base and stuff like that. So I thought it was pretty cool. I don't think there's any minions in that game. So that might separate apart from like a MOBA. I would hope someday that would end up on, on some kind of platform. But it's not like I have a ton of time to, to play a like long-term multiplayer game game like that anyways. But if I ever go back to Japan and have a lot of free time um, and the arcade scene hasn't really changed much since I went there in, in you know late 2019, early 2020... I think Bummer Girl would be the game that I would invest a lot of time into. If if you weren't around when I when I talked about my B- Japan trip, I think one of the best things you can do when going to an arcade in Japan today is just invest in one game, like because they're, all these games are like account based and they require cards and and you to like continue to play to like build up a character. So it's worth it just like spending a bunch of time on one game, rather than sit there and like sample a bunch of stuff. Because if you just sample a lot of stuff, you're seeing usually like the training mode, and that's kind of it. Um, if you ever played like a gunslinger Stratus at a, at a round one or something in the U S you probably have an idea of like what this, what this feels like. I, I still need to go back and play gunslinger Stratus at some point. I, I just don't know when is, when it is safe to do so, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's, if I wear gloves and a mask, am I, am I relatively okay? Or is that like, you know, probably still a bad idea. I feel like I always hear about air conditioning being a bad thing with coronavirus too. So I don't know, probably should just stay home don't play Gunslinger Stratus, let all the round ones in the world d- disappear from bankruptcy. I don't know. <laughs> at some point, at some point, we'll figure it out. And this last news story is a surprise news story, a surprise title that I didn't think we we're ever going to talk about again. And that's Love Plus Every. And you're probably like, Ben, hey, Love Plus Every is gone. It's shutting down. Let it go. You don't. You don't need to talk about Love Plus Every anymore. The first podcast on this website, uh, not not the first one Controller Port podcast, but the first one on this website specifically, uh, uh, was about Love Plus Every. So we have a history together. <laughs> um, uh, but Love Plus Every Light is gonna be coming out, um, which I don't know if you want to really say it's coming out per se, or is it, or if it's a a a um backup thing that Konami's is putting out for love plus every which is basically just a way for you to continue to interact with the characters in love plus every um once the servers shut down which i think is very cool that they're letting you continue to do some of the stuff in the game um you know and, and have them up on your screen and stuff like that um that's a really neat thing that that a game like this is like basically giving you an online mode like they're not going to make any money from this i think this only happens if you're trying to you know preserve your brand to some extent um because you know love plus every was kind of a train wreck from start to finish as far as as i understand and even even the final product wasn't really built in a way that from from the impressions i read wasn't really built in a way that complemented um, the Love Plus style, and Love Plus has been, you know, kind of being dragged in the mud since ever, ever really, really ever since Love Plus Plus on the DS. There, there hasn't been a Love Plus since, and has been kind of, you know, universally praised or as universally pra- praised as Love Plus can be. Um, so, so I think this is a really cool, a really cool move, and and it'd be something that'd be nice to see more games do in the future. Um, even if it's like not in the entire game, but like kind of leave some semblance of something behind, uh, when they shut down. Um, I always hear the conversation about Final Fantasy 11 offline and, you know, I think I would tell you, well, from an infrastructure standpoint, I think that's a lot of work and it would never happen. But one of the arguments I used to always say about Final Fantasy 11 online or offline is that there's really a game balance issue too. Like they'd have to rebalance that entire game to essentially, you know, make it so you could, play that in any kind of reasonable way and I think there still would be a lot of changes that need to be made let's ignore the fact that it's an online game and that you know it has to like build some offline hooks for certain things that it's checking for the server for um but but you know with 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 um with trusts where you can cast like I'm, why am I talking about Final Fantasy 11 with trusts where you can cast NPCs and like have them um you know essentially fight alongside you and replace other party members. I think that 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 vision of like an offline Final Fantasy XI is definitely more realistic. So let's not talk about that much more. I think the Love Plus Every Light thing is very cool. They have like some VR modes that are being included in there as well. Um, so I think that that's a, that's a neat thing. And I hope this is a sign that, that Konami doesn't want to give up on the Love Plus brand. That they, they still want to try to do something with this. Because it, it does feel like a, a series that still has a lot of potential as... As technology develops, and you know they they continue to try to make this game where you're <laughs> essentially just dating this girl, um, and and in and, and real time, you know, it's like you, you had a lot of stuff that's been around for a long time that tries to tries to do that, but Love Plus has always felt like kind of the AAA premiere version of that. Um, so so I hope I hope Konami keeps it around. Um, I I really need to sit down and actually play some more Love Plus. Right now is the time to do it, honestly, because I'm being locked at home again. I've got enough games on my plate already, so I don't really want to jump right into another visual novel. But hey, we'll see. Maybe I'll work something out. I mean, I mean, uh, Love Plus isn't a visual novel, but anyways, um, this is this last thing isn't really a news story, but it's something I was really impressed by, and it seems like it's been around for quite a while. I think the original post I saw of this was like posted in 2019, uh, and it's Project 6 and this is like a remake of the Sonic the Hedgehog 6 a uh, game that came out on Xbox 360 and PS3. I think it's being remade in Unity, and it's actually like super impressive for being a fan fan remake. I, I I'm actually really impressed by it. And um, you know, there's not a lot to say about it other than it looks like Sonic 06, but better. <laughs> you know, it looks like it looks like somebody basically recreated that game and cleaned up a lot of the the bugs and stuff. So so that looks like a really cool project. And and I don't think I'll ever end up playing it. Um personally but that that particular version project 06 i think if i were to play it i did i'd want to play the official release that came out i don't play actual sonic 06 probably um that's something that's definitely on my mind is something i've been wanting to do for a very long time um but but i think it's a really cool way to to take this to my understanding generally a very promising game in terms of concepts and and level design um that was kind of you know Marred by technical issues. It sounds like more than anything. Um, um, you know, obviously there's the whole thing with like, Oh, Sonic with the, with the human lady joke or whatever, but that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of a side that's just kind of making fun of, you know, the Sonic fan base that doesn't really say too much about the quality of the game itself in general. I feel like I, I really feel like that's a game. That's really mostly technical issues but again i haven't played it so so maybe there's design flaws too but i'm a big fan of sonic adventure 1 and sonic adventure 2 so seeing like something come out that looks like sonic adventure 3 essentially in some ways um was exciting at the time uh and just seeing it get like reviewed you know torn up in reviews so hard back then made it really difficult for me to when I continue to try to play it cuz back then I actually did read reviews and actually like use them as a way to inform my purchasing decisions which led me to like to buy uh, Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz which is like a, the one of the most greatest that was probably the last review I read and like and bought a game based off of IGN's review of Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz cuz I did not like that game at all and uh and I really wanted to excite truck instead but <laughs> but i took IGN's review and then instead and then played a sight truck years later i was like i would have loved Excite truck oh my god what if i bought a truck instead of vanna blitz it would have been so good my life would have been so much better <laughs> so so yeah anyways that's it for this week thanks for coming wonkshowport.com is the website if you didn't see it last week the pcfx podcast went up i had a uh, matt also known as Playongo, also known as Filler, um, from from the the Playongo channel and his uh, his fan translation work um, on on that podcast to talk about the NEC PCFX and it's it's interesting. Like part of the like really cool things about having Matt on is that he was you know there at the time when the system came out and um, and he was playing it you know in in '96 I think is when when he said he first like encountered it. So so it's really cool to have somebody on that was like had a contemporary or was playing the system when it was like, you know, out at the time essentially. And, and I think that's a pretty rare thing for PCFX, for, well, at least within like the English speaking community of the PCFX. I'm sure there's plenty of Japanese people you could interview about that, but, or plenty, but enough um, where I don't know if you're going to have too many, you know, westerners who are like yeah man i was i was a pcfx dude in 1990 <laughs> so so yeah it's i think it's a really good show overall and um and it sounds like we might try to do something similar in the future we just kind of talk about more pcfx games but that's that's in the future right now right now i'm focused on love and berry fan translation thing i want to get that done At doing the Chibi Robo uh, development or developer update video with Skip, that I'm trying, I went ahead and scripted it out today. That might be a developing story. Um, I'm gonna just kind of move forward, hoping that you know what I'm doing will not be work that's wasted for now. Um, And worst case scenario, if we do suddenly get some updates after I put the video out, then (laughs) then we'll just put another update video out, I guess. (laughs) So, um, and then also. Um, I want to pick up the, 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 the Wizard of Oz Beyond the Yellow Brick Road, um, review here sooner rather than later and try to get that finished up. I got to play through another 10 hours of that game so then I can actually, you know, start doing the actual, um, uh, video review of it. Like actually start plugging footage in and stuff like that. So, so that is on, on my, my plan book essentially right now. Um, those three things. And then after that I have, a, a podcast with uh, with a couple of people. After that, I'll talk about that later when we get closer to that being something. I, I've probably already talked about it, but I, I always forget <laughs> if I've if I've revealed pod, podcast plans or not. I think there was a long time where I went back between being like, "Oh, I'm gonna do a PCFX podcast," We'd be like, "I'm doing some kind of podcast with some dude." <laughs> so, and then uh, finally, the streaming. So if you didn't see that, uh, my internet was being really awful uh Thursday. So we didn't get to stream, so there's no stream archive for for Thursday last week. So we didn't finish tiny bullets. I'm going to try again on Thursday this week, but I don't have a lot of confidence that my network connectivity has cleared up. It's been pretty bad all weekend and all last week too. Uh it's part of the reason why I got to go back into the office because I I need a decent internet connection to do parts of my job. So, I bought a new modem and I'm hoping that's going to resolve the issue um i if it's if it's a long-term issue we may put streams on hold until things get cleaned up and then uh maybe i'll do like some pre-recorded offline stuff and uh and then post that up later um i might i'm not really sure how we'll handle that yet so i'll i'll let you know as that as that updates so anyways thank you for coming one control is the website please go listen to that pcfx podcast if you haven't already has a good time, or it was a good time. And uh, if you if you're curious about some of the game footage in there, then uh, definitely watch the YouTube ver- version version because we actually show what those games look like. So, and then uh and then the the quick play for will be out this week too. So, otherwise, thanks for coming, and I hope you have a great week. Bye.